0: Welcome back to another episode of the Geeksman Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be speaking with Insane Ian out of Chicago, Illinois. We're going to be talking about his upcoming album, Illinois. We'll also be talking about Weird Al and some of his musical influences. So sit back and strap in because the show is a go.
1: You have my sword, her bow and their phaser. You have our dragon, her his lightsaber. You have their special dice, her sonic screwdriver. We are united by what we love. We are united by what we love.
0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Geekspin podcast. And today I am going to be speaking with Insane Ian out of Chicago, Illinois. Ian, welcome. Hello and uh, thanks for having me. All right, so uh, starting off, we have an album on pre-order,
2: Illinois. Uh, you want to talk about that? Sure. This is my, technically my fifth album, I think. Um, if you count my Reviewsicles project, which was kind of a, a weird experiment, um, this is my, my fifth album of both parodies and original songs. Uh, I moved to Chicago five years ago, the Chicagoland area in Illinois. I'm actually in the suburbs right outside of Chicago. But uh, I moved here about five years ago, and this is my first album since moving here. Uh, so this is uh, this is uh, the new chapter in my life. And uh, while not a lot of the songs reflect that, some do. Uh, songs like Delivery Boy and It's Hard Out Here for a Temp and, uh, you know, just generally more geek pop culture weird nerdiness from me um you know i i i try to keep a, a pretty steady idea of releases so it's if it's not another album it's a bunch of singles or an ep or a b-side collection or a live album so i'm pretty consistently putting things out but this is the first legit formed to be an album album i've done in in a couple of years now okay, awesome and uh where can people find it you can download the album and pre-order it at insaneian.bandcamp.com, and if you pre-order it now before it comes out in December, you get a bonus live album uh, for free just for pre-ordering the album. So you're actually going to get both Illinois and Live in Illinois uh, recorded at Fumpfest this year in uh, in 2021, uh, which was took place in Illinois. Here, uh, my entire Hour long live set from that show is attached to the pre order version of the album. Once the album comes out, those two albums will be separate, but if you pre order the album now on Bandcamp, you get that bonus album for free. <laughs>
1: Start it up, cause I've got a job to do. My day begins at a quarter to the crack of noon, and then soon I'll bring you all sorts of stuff to chew. Never thought I'd have this kind of job at 42. Work where? Well, I don't wanna be rude. Drop the name of my job and of my be suit But to be fair, I gotta spare you a simple name. Include the German word for over and what you do to food. Anyway, that's to say, though, name's weirdly kinda true. But it doesn't matter, cause this platter is just for you. Order on the app, take a nap, it'll arrive soon. You could go yourself instead, I'm waiting in the drive-thru. Finish up, then I'll bring these treats to you ribs or a sausage pizza too, then I'm out, more deliveries I gotta do, no scenarios cause this is not a porn shoot, delivering all these frozen on the peak, just so I can bring you what you can eat, when you see me zooming down to your street, you know I'm delivering something savory or sweet, order up all the food you enjoy, with long sums or a cup of hot joy, bringing it to you if you're in Illinois, it's my job, I'm a delivery boy! your order. I'm a Jedi Pasta. No one else will ever bring it to your pasta. Brought it to your door, please be sure to tip me after. I'm the one who drove 20 minutes for your pasta. Speaking of, take a minute, take this over. Why order ice cream any month after October? I don't really mind the time to be your meal chauffeur, but it wouldn't melt if it came from somewhere closer. In the mood for some food that's so delicious? Don't want to cook yourself or have to do the dishes? Baby, I can bring it no matter what your wish is, just as long as you remember to update your address. I'm serious, I'm not being rhetorical. Cause when I'm walking with your meal down to your corridor, to your apartment, delivering your order. You call me minutes later just to say that you're in Florida. Delivering all these clothes on my feet, just so I can bring you all you can eat. When you see me zooming down your street, you know I'm delivering something savory or sweet. Order up all the food you enjoy, long sauce to a tub of box joy. Bringing it to you if you're in Illinois. It's my job. I'm a delivery to say this job is super easy but the whole rigmarole is so light and breezy sometimes it leaves me feeling kind of queasy and not just because all the food is super greasy. like when I'm trying to locate your address and the GPS has got me stressed going south on North Street then East Street heading west saying make a U-turn when I should just turn left inanimate object got me feeling so hostile I gotta say it drives me crazy something awful I wish it had a neck so I could strangle it and throttle when it mispronounces Chipotle as Chipotle never mind all the time I'm spending in my wink, having a backtrack. Cause I didn't give me your chips So I get back in my car And I take another trip Just to get your whole meal While you give me half a tip Delivering while these clothes on beat. feet Just so I can bring you all you can eat When you see me zooming down the street in you know there's a lot of delivery, Something savory or sweet Order up all the food you enjoy Put long songs or a tub of joy. joy, Bringing it to you if you're in Illinois It's my job I'm a delivery boy! delivery boy
0: Now what is Fumpfest? I've been seeing this coming up everywhere and I'm not really clear on what it is. Fumpfest is the
2: to put it mildly, the festival of the Fump, and the Fump is the funny music project, T H E F U M P. Uh they are the funny music project. Uh, I have been a member of the Fump since 2010. Uh, but they've been around since 2007. They release two songs a week for free under a Creative Commons license over at thefump.com. And Tuesdays and Fridays and occasionally Sundays, you'll put out a song there. And uh, from our roster, it's basically a a coalition of comedy artists. And uh, we have about over 150 artists on the site, maybe about 50 who put out stuff on the regular. Um, And, uh, you know, we've been doing it since 2007. And since the fump came along in 2007, the number one song in the Dr. Demento show for the year has been one of our fump artists for the first 11 years of the run of the fump. Uh, We got dethroned in year 12 by Weird Al's Hamilton Polka, but uh, (laughs) it's always either an artist from the fump or one of our songs. And this year at Fump Fest, we helped celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Dr. Demento show by having Dr. Demento as our guest of honor at Fump Fest. And Fest is basically just three days of comedy music concerts, panels, all sorts of stuff. And the Comedy Music Awards, the Logan Awards, of which I am the chairperson.
0: I guess getting dethroned by uh, Weird Al isn't such a bad thing.
2: No, no, no. no, It's a badge of honor at this point.
0: (laughs) When did you first get your start as a musician? When did you decide that you wanted to put out music?
2: Uh, Very, very early. Uh, This this current version of insane Ian has been it's gone through several metamorphoses. Uh, I, I had the, the, the name insane Ian as early as middle school and then, uh, really seriously started trying to make music in high school. And, uh, to the point where, where the, the name was solidified by my high school physics teacher. I told him what I was doing at a, uh, at a high school coffee house in our library. And he goes, that's insane, Ian. And I went, all right, yeah, sure. I'm keeping the name then. Because <laughs> um, it seemed to flow. And also, the name is clearly based out of Hero Worship uh, mm. for, for Weird Al. Um, but uh, my first my first actual release as Insane Ian was on a Weird Al tribute album. The first fan-made Weird Al tribute album, Prosthetic Lips, uh, which came out in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, and this version of Insanian that I've been doing has been around since wow. about 2008.
0: So what's your, uh, writing process? Uh, like how do you usually, uh, create your songs?
2: Well, there's a, it, it, depends on, uh, what type of song I'm working on. Cause I do both parody and original. Um, and usually with either of them, it's, it's based on whatever the topic is first. Um, uh, a lot of my stuff is based around pop culture so if it's something that I enjoy and feel that I can make a funny song about uh, I'm I'm I don't want it to be ever like what they call a Wikipedia song where I'm just reciting facts about the the pop culture item whatever it may be a video game a comic book what have you um I, I want to actually you know, delve a little deeper into it and also like, you know, have jokes for people who have both familiarity with the subject and non familiarity with it so that both people can enjoy it. Um, and you know, with comedy, it always comes down to lyrics, you know, you know, you're writing a comedy song and you're, you're basically trying to write as many jokes as possible into a given, you know, set of music, uh, You know, it it, it varies from case to case, but, uh, you know, subjects is usually what leads it. And then I, you know, try to build jokes off of that. So you tend to uh, cover a lot of uh, pop culture.
0: Obviously, you're a geek yourself.
2: Oh, yes. Born and raised. What's your fandom?
0: What sorts of things does uh, Ian geek out about?
2: Uh, I have many. (laughs) I have I have quite a few. I was raised in Trek fandom. Literally, I've been doing this since six months old. I, I was born going to conventions, but uh, I love Star Wars, uh, Super Mario Brothers, any kind of video game, honestly, comic books, but especially Spider-Man. Um, you know, I, I have songs on the new album about Death Note and something that's a riff on Futurama and, you know, and, and you know, a, a show about people who watch video games, about Game Grumps. Um, so, which is a, a YouTube show. So there's my, my, my fandoms are many and many faceted, but, uh, I, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm what you call an all purpose geek. So <laughs> I like that term. Um, so who are some of your
0: musical influences? Obviously weird owls in there, but uh, who else do you tend to look to?
2: Um, well, it, you know, a, a lot of my peers and over at the thump, there's, uh, the great Luke ski Devo spice, both of them kind of helped me, uh, in creating this version of Insane Ian and and how to hone my my musical craft in the newer songs that I was doing outside of college and uh, but then again there's also tons of other artists that are a huge influence Ninja Sex Party is a big favorite of mine now so much to the point that I have a Ninja Sex Party pastiche on the new album uh, Starbomb which is kind of an offshoot of Ninja Sex Party. Um, But also bands that, you know, came out in the 90s or the early 2000s that are traditionally known as rock bands, but they have that certain snark to them that kind of makes them like comedy adjacent. Like, you know, they might be Giants, Presidents of the United States of America, Real Big Fish, Nerf Herder, Bowling for Soup, stuff like that. In fact, those latter three of... Nerf Herder, Real Big Fish, and Bowling for Soup. I have pastiches of their style of music on this next album too.
0: And you also uh, collaborated with uh,
2: one of the members of Presidents of the United States of America. I did. I did. I. Uh, I am. <laughs> I am known as one of the super fans of the presidents. I. Uh, I. They, there were five of us who were keeping the fandom of the band alive when they broke up in 98. I helped produce a fan tribute album to the Presidents of the United States of America, and so the band got to know me, and then when they reformed in 2003, uh, invited me and other members of the superfans to come out to one of their reunion shows in Roanoke, Virginia, and then every time they happen to tour through always would get to see them and get backstage passes and all that cool stuff. And, uh, because of that, I, you know, uh, a kind of relationship grew with, uh, Chris blue, the lead singer of the presidents. And I have him on two different tracks of mine. Uh, most recently internet famous, the title track of my previous album. And, uh, which is a, uh, a hip hop interpolation of their song, naked and famous. And, uh, also, he he, recovered or, or redid one of his songs, Are You Going to the Weird Al Concert, for the second fan-made Weird Al tribute album, which I produced.
0: Where did you first kind of start discovering some of these bands? Because uh, Dr. Demento's come up a couple of times. Uh, I noticed that you also have a quote on
2: your uh, webpage from Dr. Demento. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I When I was in... I, I, I first got introduced to to Weird Al um, through my mom. Uh, honestly, I'm a second-generation nerd musician. My parents were in a filk group called the Omicron SETI-3. And while oh. uh, they do more traditional filk and not really a whole lot of comedy songs, they had one or two that were kind of funny but none that were written by my, my parents. All of my stuff is comedy. I can't write a, a non-comedic song to save my soul. Uh, so, I got all the comedy writing genes. They got all the normal songwriting genes. And uh, my, my parents have always tried to write funny songs, and they said they can't do it. So, it's switched. But, uh, you know, I, I had a lot of filk influence growing up, and uh, I, I didn't discover the Dr. Demento show. I knew of it, but I didn't actually find a radio station near me that played it uh, until I was in high school. And I started listening to the Dr. Demento show and discovering all these other comedic music acts, you know, like Tom Lehrer, Spike Jones, Alan Sherman, uh, stuff like Corky and the Juice Pigs and hearing They Might Be Giants on there and all sorts of stuff like that. I also, when I was in high school, worked in a music store. So I was kind of exposed to a lot of different styles and genres of music that prior to high school, I really hadn't been, uh, exposed to too much and that kind of broadened my musical horizons which is why i do that weird owl thing where if i'm not doing a direct parody i'm doing a what he called a style parody or a pastiche of a certain specific artist because it's an artist that i like and i want to try to ape that style to kind of convey something comedic there's there's a fun in the dichotomy between your lyrics and the way the song is presented in a certain style
1: Pennsylvania Highway Bats fly through the air I think I see a zombie Rising up over there Up ahead in the distance A castle just appeared Hear the howling of a werewolf now This just keeps getting weird They say that's where they took her After our wedding bells And I was thinking to myself I could be walking straight into hell Then I whipped out a candle A bag of coins just fell out Didn't think this could get much stranger Then the merman shout Welcome Welcome to this castle, Castlevania." Castlevania It's spectacular Spectacular Home of Dracula Dungeon In Castlevania Just stay for the night stay for the night Or perhaps a bite His mind is totally twisted And he's best friends with death uh, He got a lot of ugly, ugly guards With real bad breath How they float through the courtyard Sweet, now I'm dead! That's not what I meant by Wanting a little head So I broke open wall bricks Roast chicken inside And I said This tastes like it's been sitting here Since 1469 And still I don't see how This could be much worse Now it's dark, what a horrible night Just to have curse. Castle, Castlevania Let me crouch here The whole castle has flipped, and now I have to go through all this again, just to get to his crypt. And in the master's chambers, I gathered his body parts. I'd burn them to reverse the curse, but I just don't have the heart. Last thing I remember, he asked, what is a man? His goblet as he called me name So I kicked his butt and ran Sure, said the ferryman I'll take you to a good place But truck will be back every couple years This plot you will retrace
0: Um, Have you actually had a chance to meet uh, Weird Al at all?
2: Oh yeah, many times, many times. Uh, Because I produced the second fan Weird Al tribute album, I would get backstage passes to his show fairly often uh, whenever he would come through town. I lived in Baltimore, Maryland, for the first 37 years of my life, so most of the time was over on the East Coast whenever he would come through. And uh, I'm the only musician to appear on all three weird al tribute albums it helps that i produce the second one myself but (laughs) (laughs) they uh i've been fortunate to be the only artist to appear on all three so but yeah i've met al a couple times uh you know and it's it's always a pleasure to 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 see him one of my one of my favorite stories uh is when i was first starting out uh this version of Insane Ian in two thousand eight, my first song, Guitar Hero, was being played on the Doctor Demento show, and that was while he was still on terrestrial radio. He was still in syndication at the time, and I met. I went to see Alan in concert in two thousand eight, and the the top ten had just been played for like June or July of that year, and my song was number eight, and his song Eat It was on the countdown that month for number six. <laughs> And I told him that and I said, Al, I'm coming for you. And he said, I pass my crown on to you. Wow. And I went, okay, now now I've been christened, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Is that one of the ultimate goals, that people
0: won't be able to listen to a song by original artists without hearing your lyrics?
2: Uh sure <laughs> i just i just want to entertain enough people i i don't i don't ever uh, feel that you know i i'm going to reach the peaks that al has reached you know it's it's a lofty thing to do he's also been doing it for well over 40 years and you know he he has well deserved all his his acclaim and such uh, i have been called in various things uh the next weird al or uh, the weird owl of video games but I keep telling my mom <laughs> to stop saying that uh, you know so it's <laughs> it's it's one of these things where the comparison is always going to be there but it's not something I'm striving for uh you know just recognition for for what I do and people in is enjoyment of that is is really all I'm really looking for uh just just reaching out and, and saying hey isn't this funny and having somebody go yeah yeah, that is funny. I agree.
0: Well, I will let you know that uh, from now on, anytime you hear Moves Like Jagger, I am going to be singing Moves Like Frogger.
2: Thank you. I appreciate that. The the only one I, I've ever been told where I sing your lyrics instead of the original is Dig Dug, my parody of Kesha's TikTok. And... Uh... I'm honored by it, uh, I, but it's not something I ever truly expect or or anticipate.
0: Do you play any instruments yourself? Because obviously there's a myriad of styles on your albums. Where does the music come from?
2: Yeah, that's that's the thing. Uh, I, I, I call myself a comedy musician, but it's kind of a misnomer. I'm more of a musical comedian than a comedy musician. I, I don't actually play any instruments myself. I've had a few guitar lessons, but I don't play guitar on any of my tracks. I've had one accordion lesson because by proxy, I kind of have to. Um, and, uh, but uh, you know, I, I played trumpet in elementary school, but you know these, none of these things are things that I, I do in my music. My, most of my backing tracks are done by my friend Ben Stahl out in Baltimore. He and I are friends. We were friends through mutual friends. And then we got together when I was working on my first album, he was getting into the recording process of trying to record other artists. He was in a local band before that. And we kind of had a lot of mutual interests and we were friends anyway. And it, it worked out to be a very good partnership that we worked very well together. And uh, he has ended up producing most of my tracks Uh, There have been a couple other tracks where I I will uh, use other musicians because Ben's not available at the time because he is also a working musician in Maryland and has his own thing that he's doing. So sometimes he's not always available. But Ben is the person I end up using the most uh, as far as for backing tracks. And he is the guy who really knows what kind of ideas I need to bounce off of for a lot of my original songs that are pastiches of other artists. Right.
0: Where do you do most of your recording? Uh, do you do it in-house in your home studio, or do you actually go out to a studio?
2: Right here. Right here in this room, right where you're seeing. This is my office. I have my microphone and, and such over here. Uh, my headphones. This is actually, It's actually set up on a different laptop than the one I'm doing this with. Uh, the one I'm doing this interview with is a more newer uh, laptop. Uh, the one I have that I do all my recording on. It's a couple of years old now, maybe six or seven years old now at this point but that's what I do most of my recording on because Ben and I are usually separated by 800 miles (laughs) he's still in Baltimore where I'm from I'm out here in the Chicago suburbs uh when we were recording my previous albums I recorded those at his studio where he had all his stuff set up and Ben's an amazing musician he plays literally everything so uh you know I would usually go over there and we would collaborate uh, in his studio and I would record at his studio and now we're collaborating via zoom because that's the thing now. Um, but it, you know, it's still, still working out very well for us. We're still able to communicate a lot of the things that we want each from the song and, you know, basic production stuff, ideas, what have you. So it's not the same, but it's similar enough that it still works for us.
0: Now, when you're doing, making these songs, when you're collaborating, um, do you create the tracks first and then sing to them? Or do you provide them with vocals
2: and have him add music to it? Um, generally the, it depends on the idea. Cause if it's a parody, he's going to give me the basic backing track and I'll write the lyrics to the parody from that because I know how the music, how the vocals are supposed to sound already based on the original song. If we're doing a pastiche, if we're doing a style parody, Uh, it's a little bit more involved. And sometimes the music will probably still come first, but the idea of the song at least, the lyrics may be molded to that song or written once the music is done. It it really is a case-by-case basis because just of the nature and way that these ideas are formed. Sometimes I'll have an idea for a song and I'll have an idea for lines that I want to have in that song. And then, you know, I, I, I know I want it to be in this certain style and me and Ben have a discussion about how we're going to uh, tackle this particular style. What kind of earmarks of that artist that we're going to ape for the pastiche and from the forming of that kind of dictates how the, the vocals will be recorded to it or how the, the lyrics will be written to fit that mold. Now you've done a lot of uh, collaborations
0: with other artists. Uh, you want to talk about some of uh, those collaborations?
2: Absolutely. No, I, uh, uh, I, I, uh, I've been lucky enough that I have no shame, and I tend to to go up to artists that I enjoy and respect and go, "Hey, uh, you want to do a song?" And and a lot of them have been uh, very nice enough to say yes. Uh, obviously, you mentioned Chris Blue, which is a, kind of a big one. Uh, But, you know, other artists of my ilk, uh, like, again, the previously mentioned Great Luke Ski, Devo Spice, uh, me and TV's Kyle have a side project called Scooter Picnic, which it's not quite nerdcore hip hop. It's more kind of bloopcore quirk hop. Uh, It's very bloopy sounds and quirky lyrics and, you know, something very in line with what both Kyle and I do. And uh, I, I've worked with a couple nerdcore artists. Uh, Schaefer the Dark Lord has got, done a couple tracks with me. Um, I, I've opened for MC Frontlot and MC Lars, and you know done a, a bunch of stuff on the nerdcore side and worked with a bunch of other nerdcore artists. Uh, Vincent D.L. did the music for one of my recent tracks, and I've had Cute uh, Sylvania on a track on my last album. And you know there's runs the gamut. Lots of different artists to work with. Um, Was trying to work with Bonnie Gordon from the Library Bards on this recent album, and the song just wasn't coming together, so unfortunately that has to be delayed to something else. Um, But, you know, the thing about comedy music, especially through the fump, is it kind of, like, opens a lot of the collaborations, because all the artists kind of get to know each other through the community of the Funny Music Project. And, you know, whether it be at any of the conventions that we play at like Mars con or fump fest or, and, you know, doing any comedy gigs together, uh, has, has, you know, it, it gives that, that ability to collaborate. You know, there's, I, I just did, <laughs> there's a, there's an artist called the boobles, which is an all boobs tribute to the Beatles and all the money from their album sales goes to breast cancer. Uh, you know, uh, it, some breast cancer association. I can't remember the name of it. And, uh, so it's all Beatles songs done about boobs. And I did, God bless them. I did a motorboat solo in a song. Uh, and in that song also was comedy artist, uh, Dino Mike and, uh, Marty, uh, Maddie, Maddie J. Moose from Psycho Stick. So it's, you know, it's one of those more collaborative songs that you get a bunch of artists on. That whole album is like a Sergeant Pepper's of boob music. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, you know, it's it's one of those things. I uh, it's I think the album's called Booby Road. Yeah. You know, so you know what you're getting with it. So.
1: But Corey can't even, and he won't listen to what our boss will say. Cause Corey can't even. There's no more ink in the fax machines. And Corey can't even, and he won't ever tell me what it means. When Corey can't even, Corey can't even deal with this. He can't even say what Corey can't even with this shit. at the Mickey D's And Corey can't even And you refuse the vaccine for that disease And Corey can't even PlayStation Network is down again And Corey can't even And the world blew up and now everyone's dead And Corey can't even Corey can't even Not at all I'm telling you that Corey can't even to appall, he is literally incapable to even They took away the grip again, hair is nothing but split ends, got a splinter in his thumb, co-workers are acting dumb, hero foiled his master plan, ring came off his pudding can Godzilla showed up today, car blew up like Michael Bay. He can't even, she can't even, we can't even, they can't even, you can't even, I can't even, just can't even, cannot even Corey completely unable to even
0: collaborations for you
2: oh yeah oh yeah i technically have done a song with weird al uh there's a money shot cosmonauts song called uh uh i want to be weird al or i it's a, it's uh it's a parody of uh, i wish it was a millionaire by uh uh bruno mars and i forget the name of the rapper i think it was bob and, uh, I want to be a millionaire, so stinking bad. Well, there, Spaff, who is the writer for Money Shot Cosmonauts, wrote a I want to be Weird Al, you know, and he has all the com a ton of comedy artists from the fump, each singing lines in the song. And at the very end of the song, Weird Al comes on in a, you know, recorded voicemail message and goes, so do I. Oh, wait, I already am. You know, and it's. It's a funny moment because it's Weird Al. Um, but, you know, I'd like to do a little, something a little bit more involved, maybe with Al on that. Uh, Lars and I, MC Lars and I, have talked about collaborating on a song many times, and it just hasn't happened yet. Uh, same with uh, trying to get MC Front a lot or, M- or, or Mega Ran on a song. I like a lot of the Nerdcore stuff. There's a there's a new artist, not, not really a new artist, but a new artist to me named The Stupendium, who does a lot of... Uh, Uh, video game songs kind of nerd that that era of nerdcore over on YouTube and uh, he is amazing and uh, he's an artist I'd love to work with on on something Dan Bull as well Um, you know the kind of YouTube nerdcore era stuff there's a lot of people I'd like to work with I've been very fortunate to work with people I've worked with but you know I'm always open to collaborations so so what's coming up next for you uh, after Illinois is uh, out well once illinois is out I can actually breathe for a little bit that'll be nice uh, <laughs> i actually had to uh i had to delay this album a little bit because i uh i had a a migraine that lasted two weeks which is not fun kids um but uh so the album got pushed back to december it was actually supposed to be out the week before we're recording this um so it it got pushed back a month uh but so after that i'm i'm taking a break, working on music videos for it. Uh, I just put out a music video for a song that I released a couple months ago, and the video just came out last week for my song Delivery Boy. And uh, I've got a couple other singles that I'm going to do videos for that already came out, a couple singles that are still on the album that will be released once the video is done, stuff like that. So, mostly music videos and doing what I do over on my YouTube channel, which is I release music videos and i also react to other comedy music not only am i a comedy musician but i'm a comedy music fan and i react weekly to different comedy music videos from other comedy music artists uh people like the stupendium uh tom carty who's a a new tiktok artist who does short little songs on tiktok and kind of releases longer versions of them on youtube but still shot like it's being shot for TikTok, so it's all in in portrait mode. <laughs> but uh, he has some amazing songs, really, really funny stuff. He's from Australia and a lot of great stuff. Uh, Brian Michael Gilbert, Psycho Stick, uh, uh, Brian David Gilbert, sorry. Uh, and, you know, just, just a ton of people who are on uh, The Merkins, who do slasher horror movie parodies. Uh, tons of artists who are on YouTube. Other people who... Some people are not familiar with Ian Lockwood is an artist out of New York that's just coming up. That's great stuff, and I react to all of them on my channel. How has uh,
0: COVID affected you as an
2: artist? Um, well, I'm doing a lot fewer gigs than I used to. <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, I was doing a lot of stuff around Chicago, and uh, you know, I was there's there're various other festivals and various other places around town that I was performing at that uh, I just haven't been. And the way that I do my music, you know, I it's all my stuff is pre-recorded backing tracks that I play off a little MP3 player. It doesn't quite lend itself to doing Zoom shows. Um, and I also don't have quite the technical know-how to make it work in a capacity that it's able to be enjoyed. <laughs> That's the best way I can put it. Uh, I know some artists thrived in the in the pandemic as far as doing, you know, live shows on the computer. Schaefer the Dark Lord spent a ton of money on his setup and gets amazing visuals and the audio coming through, even though he kind of, as far as the technicality of things, does the same thing I do. He has backing tracks that are played on something when he performs live. Um, so I, I haven't been able to really figure that out too clearly, so it's kind of been slower on that, but that has allowed me to write more songs and work on this album in the pandemic last year in 2020, I released three albums. Actually, no, I released four albums. Three of them were in the same month. Um, admittedly, they were live albums, B side collections. Uh, I produced a tribute album to the, to, uh, ninja sex party nsp i produced a a tribute album to them so i i organized that project and got other artists to record songs for that um but yeah i i ended up you know putting out a a ton of music during the pandemic because i had you know the time (laughs) where can people find you well you can find my music at insaneian.bandcamp.com. Or you can find my music videos and my reaction videos over at YouTube.com/insaneian. And if you want to help uh, support the music that I do, get it early, get some exclusive versions of songs that you can't get anywhere else, uh, as well as get all you know my music early, help vote in polls for things that I react to, all sorts of neat exclusive stuff. That's of course at Patreon.com/insaneian. Yay for plugs! <laughs>
0: All right, well, I think we'll wrap that up there. So, Ian, thank you very much for coming out. I really appreciated having you come down.
2: Well, thanks for having me. I I, I appreciate being here.
0: If you're enjoying the podcast, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash meethegeeks. That's right. We messed up on the domain. So that's patreon.com forward slash meethe G-E-E-K-S and help us keep bringing great content and great interviews with artists you want to know about.